0: Welcome to The Exposé Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Molly. And we're just a couple of goofy gals here to tell you about topics and get down to the real nitty-gritty of it all.
1: We are here to help you navigate through the confusing ins and outs of hot topics and get down to the truth. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned and listen to our next topic. Thanks for listening to The Exposé. Exposé. Good evening. Hi. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> or back. morning or afternoon
0: or midnight.
1: But I think this is probably best at midnight because we're getting into the um, the spiritual we- <laughs> spiritual realm or the metaphysical bit mm-hmm. here tonight. Yeah. Do you, Rachel, have any um, like favorite rocks? Or oh my gosh, I have a million favorite rocks. <laughs> I like sparkly ones, mm-hmm. I like
0: shiny ones, I like polished ones, but I especially like ones that like provide energy. Oh.
1: What <laughs> about me, you? Tell me
0: more. <laughs> 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 yeah, well. <laughs> How much more can we talk about rocks? Yeah.
1: Um, a lot more because we're <laughs> talking about them for a while tonight. Let's just dive on it. Let's All right. Let's start teasing them. Yes. <laughs> we are talking about crystals tonight. The, um, I would say, a crash course into crystals. Mm-hmm. Not super, like, in-depth if you want to know more. I'm sure there's a lot of YouTubers that have tons of info. Um, but this is just a little introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of get you... Interested and ready to, I don't know. Next full moon that comes, you'll be ready.
0: Yeah. Uh, From a couple of rookies ourselves. Yes. We we have
1: like minimal knowledge. Yes. (laughs) I. Yeah, do, Minimal. <laughs> we we do not have any crystals ourselves, <laughs> full disclosure. Yeah. But maybe that will change now. No, maybe. I definitely
0: have a couple crystals already in my Etsy basket.
1: Really? Like I'm, I'm, I was thinking we are going on a shopping trip in a couple weeks. So um, there's a crystal shop in that town.
0: I'm just remembering I totally forgot to bring you something tonight. I bought you something and I what? totally forgot to bring okay.
1: it. Okay. Well, now I'm going to be having anxiety about, not anxiety, like, you know. What is it? Yeah. Anxiety is a tell negative you. Thing. It's like
0: around the realm like of this. Okay, okay, so we're where we're going to go shopping, we should go to this one place because they do have a lot of other crystals and stuff. Okay. And like sage and whatever. Mm. I bought you a mercury and retrograde candle. Ooh. So you light that to, to balance okay. with so, mercury and gotcha. retrograde.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool. No, Anyways, I, Now so- I'm excited. I don't know when the next time... <laughs> I, I don't know when the next time that will be, so I think it just happened, though. I think well, it was what's just... really
0: important with crystals, and basically anything metaphysical, I guess, is you have to pay attention to the lunar phases. Okay. Like we we got to get on that.
1: Yes. I know. I think last week there was the Hunter's Moon.
0: Yes. Did you put out any moon water? I did not
1: them? put out moon water, but no. did take pictures of the Hunter's Moon, and yeah. they didn't turn out that great. They never do. No. Um, I thought about the moon.
0: Yeah, I thought about the moon a lot, yeah. too. Do you know what the
1: Hunter's Moon is?
0: I'm not aware of what it does.
1: It is... Okay, so there's the Harvest Moon, which mm-hmm. is the moon full moon closest mm-hmm. to the fall equinox. Mm-hmm. And the Hunter's Moon is the full moon that's right after that. Okay. I don't know if it's necessarily... Like special, other than it's kind of like I don't know. Supposed to it actually is special here. Okay, (laughs) I'll get scientific on you because it um the moon moves in like an elliptical orbit, not a circle around the Earth. Okay. So the Hunter's Moon is at a point when it's reached its farthest end of the elliptical orbit and is coming at us kind of almost in a straight line towards us. So it looks full for about three, two to three nights. So it actually does light up. More than a regular full moon, and that's I think you can hunt by that moon is probably Ah. why they call it the hunter's moon. So makes
0: so much sense. It has been really bright lately. Yes.
1: Tonight, I heard that we're going to be able to see possibly the northern lights, which I'm really excited about. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, specifically to go see them in Iceland is on my bucket list. Yeah. But I'll deal with here if I have to. That's exciting (laughs) though. Yeah. Cool. Okay. But yeah, back to crystals. Kind of in the same type of thing. I don't have that much experience with crystals, but I do think that it's a really intriguing idea. And it's just really interesting. And it's been something that humans have been kind of dabbling in for literally thousands of years. The oldest amulets are of Baltic amber, and they are some 30,000 years old. So... Since the beginning of, basically, humanity, we've been interested in, you know, stones and shiny things. I mean, how can you not be? Exactly. The first historical references are from the ancient Sumerians that lived in, like, the Mesopotamia, kind of Middle Eastern area around 4000 BC. They used crystals and magic formulas. I couldn't find an example of that. I tried really hard, and I couldn't find one, so I don't know what those magic formulas are, but I think it would be fun, like, to, it'd be, it reminds me of kind of, like, the mummy movie, like, where they summon the mummy with the Book of the Dead. Okay. I feel like if I did, like, an ancient Sumerian crystal magic formula, I'd probably summon some type of, like, ancient demon. So, it's probably a good thing I couldn't find one.
0: Wow, I'm thinking a lot of, like, the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. I mean, it was kind one? of a flop.
1: Or, the first one. Yeah, the first one. Oh, with, uh, what was her name? Uh,
0: Cara Deviline? Is that her yeah, actual name? That's her...
1: Ac- Enchantress. Ench- yes. Enchantress. And she somehow
0: did. they summoned her. Yes. Probably with some sort of crystal. I would guess
1: storm. so. I can't even remember. <laughs> the ones that the Sumerians really were into were a lot of gypsum and hematite and they created cylinder seals inscribed with cuneiform, which is actually the first form of writing. So this is back to the very beginning of written history. Um, And they would tell things about the person, like their occupation, maybe some physical traits or personality traits. And that was kind of a way to, I guess, have your personal belongings um, and denote that. And it also had protective properties, they believed. The Egyptians, kind of next in line, were really into crystals. They were pretty big on that. I believe it. Yes. They had kind of a complex polytheistic religion. And different crystals were associated with different deities and the elements that those deities represented. For example, women who were royalty would wear lapis lazuli. It's a blue stone, and that was associated with Isis, which is goddess of the sky. So they would kind of... Try to, you know, pick a characteristic or a deity that they wanted themselves. And, like, cosplay it. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Like, bejewel themselves and, you know. Burials would often involve placing quartz on the forehead for safe travel through into the afterlife, as quartz was believed to balance the ka, which is the life force, and the ba, which is your unique, like, personal force or personal energy in one's soul. So everybody has Ka energy. It's what keeps us alive but you have your own specific Ba energy. Ooh. Yes. So interesting. (laughs) And then they also use them for cosmetics which were really important for Egyptians. They took their appearance very seriously and your status was often denoted by what kind of makeup or jewelry you wore. Kind of like I guess civilization ever since. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But they would use coal. It's something we still use today, but probably not made out of the same stuff, but they made it out of galena, which is a crushed form of lead ore. And it also, like they believed it had magical properties, but scientifically speaking, it actually did help reduce glare and repelled flies, which harbored disease. So there's scientific proof that what they were doing actually had an effect. Kind of like you think like football players will put like the the black lines on their cheeks to like reduce the glare kind of they were kind of doing that back in Egypt only with the the dramatic eyeliner yeah (laughs) and then they would also use eye paint made out of malachite which is kind of a dark greenish color and that was made from crushed copper carbonate
0: Mm okay do you think any of them got lead poisoning and didn't know it
1: um I'm sure a lot of people throughout history probably did I mean totally aside from this I know that back in like the 17th century when like pale faces were in with the big Mm. powdered wigs.
0: The arsenic in the powder, right? Well, there was lead in the powder too. yeah. Yeah,
1: and that would, people would kind of like go crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they wouldn't know why and they figured out later on that they're probably lead poison. So, yes, I would say that's one reason why people only live to be like 30 or 40 years old in the past.
0: Oh my gosh, now think of this, like in like a hundred years they're talking about our civilization Mm -hmm. and they're gonna be like, these idiots put you, magnetic eyelashes right. on their faces we're probably blinding
1: ourselves yes. we are both wearing magnetic eyelashes right now we literally right have now. them
0: on right now and we're probably yeah wrecking our vision and they're
1: gonna Most talk about likely.
0: It. what do you want to bet
1: yeah yolo i guess
0: i bet that's what the egyptians said too probably they're
1: like i look good <laughs> Um, The next ancient civilization that um, kind of had a really big influence on our modern understanding of healing crystals were the Greeks. Um, I mean, they had a lot of influence on philosophy, metaphysical thought, everything that we still kind of think of nowadays having to do with crystals. Um, Actually, the word crystal comes from a Greek word Crystallos, which means ice, and they actually believed that clear crystals were just a eternally frozen ice from the heavens, so they were a very special thing. Yeah. Amethyst got its name from a myth involving Dionysus, which is the god of wine, and to this day it is um, used as a crystal that kind of helps, is supposed to help you maintain sobriety or avoid a hangover, so that's kind of a drawback to that myth and that belief of the greeks okay. and then hematite blood is red because of the hemoglobin which is like the iron in your blood so i don't know what their actual word for blood is but it has hema something in it okay. <laughs> so hematite is associated with the word for blood because it turns red when it oxidizes and it's an iron ore and so they would associate that with the god of war Ares, and they would basically crush it and like wipe it over their bodies so they were like red when going into war and like all right that would probably be pretty intimidating to your enemies yeah. i would assume
0: yeah all <laughs> right
1: switching gears over to the other hemisphere in the east jade was really popular mm-hmm. beads chimes pretty much honestly if you walk in into, like, a Chinese gift shop, you will find so much stuff made out of jade. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just, you know, something that's been around for thousands of years. Emperors were buried in jade armor. And it's kind of interesting because there's a weird parallel between, like, China in the East and, like, Mexico in Central America beliefs with jade as well. Mm -hmm. So um, it was popular in both areas at the same time, which is kind of weird because they probably weren't having a whole lot of, like, travel between the two, like, right. you know, 1,500 years ago, but maybe there's something more to it than, you know, maybe there is truth because for them to both have the same ideas is right. kind of odd, but um, in both places, it was popular and used for kidney ailments. Okay. Mm-hmm and then maoris from new zealand as recently as a couple hundred years ago wore pendants of jade that represented the, their ancestors spirits and to this day they consider like green stones and jade lucky mhm yep so yep. and with anything in the western civilization eastern civilization there is always that religious aspect so the same goes for crystals. They are mentioned throughout the Bible, in the Quran, various other religious texts. Pretty much any religion has some type of mention of crystals in it. Throughout history, as I guess Christianity kind of moved in, it started to fall a little bit out of favor. So amulets did begin to be banned by the Christian church Boom. around three right? No fun. <laughs> amulets, cool, right? Alright. <laughs> they were banned around 355 AD, but gemstones continue to play an important role. So I don't know how you reason that you can't have like your little carved amulets but you can like deck yourselves out in ten different rings on your fingers.
0: Can I spin off on that a little Mm -hmm. bit? So when we were researching for this, I was kind of curious, like, how do birthstones correlate? Mm. Did you look into it at all? A little bit. So, like, when I looked into it, it is religion-based. Your birthstone Mm -hmm. is, like, based on religion. And, like, some guy in the 16th century, I, like, skimmed it because I'm like, this isn't really relevant to crystals. (laughs) Like, this is... It's
1: my next point on my my outline. All right. Well, keep reading. Yeah. I mean, you may know more about it than I do because I I just kind of read into it a little bit, but... They did favor gemstones like sapphire rings and stuff into the 12th century. Mm -hmm. There was different properties that they kind of claimed, like agate would make the wearer more agreeable and persuasive in favor of God. There were some symbolic references, such as the carbuncle, which I guess is a garnet representing Christ and his sacrifice. But yes, the origin of birthstones is this thing called like the high priest's breastplate. Yeah, yeah. And... Evidently, it was, like, this armor, like, breastplate armor mm-hmm. that had 12 stones in it. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could think it's of when funny, I was reading like, it. It's funny, because, like, when you said that at first, I was like, oh, really? And then I was like, oh, it's a...
0: <laughs> it's literally things. Yeah. It's literally the Infinity War. Right. Maybe the- that's where they got the idea. They totally got the idea from that. <sighs> Okay,
1: sorry. Going back to the high priest breastplate. Okay, it's mentioned in the book of Exodus. So this breastplate was supposed to enable the wearer to know true right and true truth from wrong and evil, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the connection is between that and birthstones. Like where what just because there was 12 of them, they were like, Oh, we have 12 months. Coincidence? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know where that, like, link came along, but I could totally see somebody within the church just being like, oh, 12 and 12, yes, let's correlate them. yeah. So, um, they don't even really know what those gemstones were. Um, they just kind of make guesses. They're described in ways of, like, it glittered. It, it was, uh, (laughs) you know, you could see different colors in it, you know? So, it's like, they're kind of just guessing when they say, like, what's your birthstone?
0: Uh peridot august
1: okay what what does that look like it's like
0: a lime green like the light
1: green gotcha mine is garnet for january and that's just the clear one right no it's like a dark red
0: oh okay
1: the clear one well diamond is something april
0: maybe yeah maybe i don't know i don't know either
1: I obviously haven't read the Bible closely enough to know my birthstone. Or even cared about other people's birthstones.
0: Right. It's just
1: all about yours, essentially. Pretty much,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: I was always jealous of my cousin's birthday was in July.
0: Ruby? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She had
1: ruby, and I had, like, the ugly red one. And she had, like, the pretty red one.
0: Yeah. May has, like, the emerald green, and I had peridot, which was, like, lime green. I'm like, the dark green is way cuter.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I feel you on that. Yep.
1: Anyway. <laughs> hey, ears? <newsiers. laughs> so that was kind of, um, so they accepted like precious stones, but not so much crystals for use of healing and stuff like that. The Quran, I guess, the fourth heaven is composed of a carbuncle, which mm. we just said is a garnet. I don't know why they're calling it a carbuncle.
0: It maybe is a fun to say, carbuncle. Car-
1: it is kind of fun to say. I. F- <laughs> this is off topic again. So many asides. <laughs> I mean, who knew crystals were
0: so interesting? There's
1: like a Sherlock Holmes story that has like a carbuncle in it. And I didn't know what that was when I was reading it. Now I know that it's a garnet. Okay. Okay. The Culpa tree represents the offerings to gods in Hinduism. And it was made of precious stones with a diamond throne. So there's a lot of different gemstones and crystal. I guess all of those are crystals. I feel like a gemstone is a kind of crystal. So all gemstones are crystals, but not all crystals are gemstones. Yeah. And then in Europe around the 11th century and through the Renaissance, many medical treaties, treaties. I can't say Tratitis? this word. Do you know what I'm word I'm trying to say? It's t r e a t i s e s.
0: I didn't listen to a letter you said. All I am thinking is tritites. <laughs> Treaties.
1: <tr-t-t-t-s. Tratitis. laughs> no, it's so dumb. This word is a word that I've seen so many times throughout like my college career, but I've never heard it said out loud. Say I've it again. Only treatises. Treaties. It's like the word treat, and then i s e s. Treatises. Listeners, if you know what word I'm talking about, they are they are like pieces of writing that talk about something. Okay, medical writings (laughs) extolled the virtues of precious stones and semi precious stones in treating certain ailments. So it kind of rounded back to that. They had something called lapidaries, which were tomes or giant books that explained the properties of stones and gems. And they used those alongside herbal remedies, which were big during this time. Heads up to the witches, because in a few hundred years, they would get in trouble about this. Mm. Um, It was also believed that gemstones were corrupted by the original sins of Adam. So they could possibly be inhabited by demons. And if handled by a sinner, then their virtues would depart. They had to be consecrated and sanctified before you would wear them. Uh And this is kind of an echo of how we cleanse crystals today. Mm -hmm. So the belief that they can inhabit kind of like negativity. Totally. Yes. And then in 1609, Anselmus de Boot Mm -hmm. suggested that good and bad angels inhabit crystals. And so um, this is kind of like trying to bring crystals into the Christian religion. But... They were not successful in that because during the Age of Enlightenment, they pretty much turned away all of that stuff and Mm. said that inanimate objects cannot have those types of effects on things. So only like prayer and stuff like that could help you, not so much crystals.
0: I feel dead behind the eyes when you said that, like that, that... Yeah,
1: thoughts and prayers.
0: makes no sense to me. Peace and blessings. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So for a long time, it was definitely not endorsed by the church and the church pretty much ruled everything. So we kind of round into the modern era now. The 20th century is kind of when the occultism stuff kind of got going again. You had Mm -hmm. a lot of people like being interested in tarot cards and seances. It was in vogue. So crystals came back Mm -hmm. and that new age kind of thing, even into... um, the early, you know, 70s, 1970s and 80s um, were times when new agey stuff was really big. So gemstone saw rebirth and they grew in popularity. And a lot of these things were the beliefs that people have nowadays are just melding all these ancient traditions and beliefs together. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of when crystal therapy emerged as a means of healing yourself. So I think that's a great time to talk about what can crystals do for you?
0: crystals are now becoming a little more mainstream mm. and do you think it's because like witch culture is like way more acceptable now?
1: I do. I I'm sure that's probably part of it is well, I mean social media. Yes. Just like people sharing that.
0: their ideas and like like just me like scrolling through TikTok mm-hmm. and like some of that stuff like resonates with me and I'm like, "Hmm."
1: Yeah, I would not? say that. I mean, Halloween was always popular, Growing up because you trick-or-treated and, um, you know, went up and got candy. But even in my, like, adult early adult life, I guess, like, when I just, you know, got out of college, was going to college for the first time, I don't feel like so many people were like, Halloween is awesome! It's my favorite time of the year! You know? Yeah. I feel like in the last, what, 15 years that that has really taken off. And I yeah. think a lot of it is social media mm-hmm. and just, like, stuff like that because so many more people are proclaiming to be like witchy witchy slant or tendencies or whatever yeah. even okay so in my trying to find a witch for our podcast interview mm-hmm. i posted in like a midwest witches group mm-hmm. and i had three people that were my friends online um saw my post and like liked it meaning that they were also part of that group and i had no idea that they were like interested in that so yeah i think that it's around a lot more than you would think
0: per my research it suggests to meditate with your crystals and okay. if you have a good meditation routine to just implement your crystals in with it so basically just hold your little baby crystal in your hands <laughs> and just kind of say your little meditation like affirmations
1: like your intentions yes okay that and sounds i even easy enough. so
0: like with the the moon and stuff like what i did this just past full moon you set out your moon water and you say your little affirmation into it i do mine three times and then i tap it three times just to seal it okay I don't know. I don't know why the tapping, but I just feel like that just like solidifies (sighs) the affirmation.
1: Okay. I feel like a lot of this kind of thing is almost finding out what works with you, Mm -hmm. kind of what puts your, I don't know how to say it, like yourself or your soul at ease or like what makes it feel right. Yeah. So if tapping makes it feel right. Yeah. Then you should tap. Totally tap. (laughs)
0: Okay. Also, it says to place in opportune places, like stashing it under your pillows, keep it in pockets, keep it on, like, nearby counters, have a dish on your end table or something, Mm -hmm. and then they're just always nearby. I kind of like the idea of keeping a crystal in your pillowcase. That way you're sleeping on your affirmations. Okay. I think that's cute. Yeah. It's doing work
1: for you while you sleep. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Do a moon bath. Under a full moon, place one or more of your crystals in your tubby with you. Okay. (laughs) And then you manifest your desires while you're taking your tubby. I'm so sorry for saying tubby so (laughs) much. I obviously have a child. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So So this would be probably a good time to like get one of those bath bombs that has like herbs and stuff in it and like just do the whole thing, Mm -hmm. I think ideally you would have a clothlet tub out in the woods somewhere doing this under the full moon. with the
0: moon radiating (laughs) straight down onto you. But
1: if you don't have that, a window to the moon would probably also work. Probably. Or if you live in an apartment with no windows, just tape a picture of the moon to the wall.
0: Yeah, I mean you're still doing it during the Mm -hmm. moonlight, so... Mm -hmm. I think it works. As long as you believe it works, like that's just the affirmation, I think. I would like to know from you what's kind of going on in your life and how I can help via Crystal.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I have a little bit of mm, workplace stress and concern right now. So mm. that is something that I would love to have some guidance or help with.
0: What I would recommend for you mm-hmm. is black tourmaline. It soaks up bad negative vibes and helps grounding you when you're overwhelmed. Okay. Selenite can also help with rejuvenating mm-hmm. and it helps um, draw out Any energetic obstacles you may have in your body, you just like wave it around you like a little wand. Okay. You're like be gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Harry Potter that shit out. (laughs) If you're feeling stuck at all. Mm.
1: Citrine? Citrine? Is it like a kind of orangey Mm -hmm. one? Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. That would be helpful when you're feeling stuck. So what you want to do is just kind of lay on your back, place it on your belly or your solar plexus while you're resting to loosen up any knotted energy.
1: Here's a stupid question. What is a solar plexus? I always hear like people say like hit him in the solar plexus. I
0: feel like it's right here,
1: right? Like Like, right right below your breastbone where that ends? Yeah. Okay. I know it's one of the chakras too, because I guess one way that you can like they use crystals is to place, like, on your chakras for different mm-hmm. energies that you mm-hmm. might need. hmm And I read about the solar plexus chakra, and I was like, I don't know where that is. But. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you can also maybe use a clear quartz to help reboot yourself, and mm-hmm. it dims any inner noise and clarifies your goals.
1: So, you listed, what, about four different stones. Do you mm-hmm. think it would be good to, like, carry around a little satchel of these stones? Or should I, like, place them in, like, a grid, like... Is there a specific way that I should do that? Or should I just choose one?
0: A grid would be an interesting technique. I don't really know how you would go about doing that. But I would suggest, based upon my quick research, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) to keep it just, like, nearby. Okay,
1: just... To
0: soak Especially in. like, okay, so while you're working, for example, maybe keeping it on your desk nearby. And then, like I said, if you're feeling, um, feeling stuck, just get your citrine, citrine.
1: Yeah. Citrine. 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 I like yeah.
0: citrine better. Just grab it. Put it on your belly for a minute. Just be mm-hmm. like, oh my God, just loosen up that knotted energy. Just get it out. <laughs> and then it'll come out. Oh, good. <laughs> good deal. <laughs> Oh, amethyst is really good for anxiety. Okay. So you can keep that nearby, and that also targets your crown chakra. So, um, if you get headaches, pain, any, if you want to strengthen your
1: intuition, even mm, that's supposed yes. to help
0: with that. Helps with sleeping as well. So that would be a good one to stick in your pillowcase.
1: Okay, I'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to round up some crystals. We, when we really go shopping. should. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: By all these guys, mm-hmm. um, rose quartz is really good for manifesting love and relationships. Um, this basically said, like, in, like even if you're in a good relationship, just strengthening your bond with your partner. Okay, that's really good for that. Uh, you talked about jade a little bit. This one basically says that it's a portable lucky charm. Oh, so okay, yeah, it's supposed to help with abundance and prosperity nice um especially if you wear it on your left hand or wrist it's supposed to bring blessings from the universe Get
1: yeah, like a jade bead
0: yeah or like a ring, or a ring. Or, mm-hmm. yeah would you care to know about how to like cleanse your crystals to make sure they're not staying icky yes your bad i would say
1: that yeah we don't want to cross contaminate right issues
0: and like i really was kind of wondering like how do you even go about cleaning a crystal like do you give it a bath I didn't
1: know. I don't, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it kind of says that you can use your selenite, the one crystal that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's supposed to rejuvenate and you wave it around like a little Harry Potter wand. Mm-hmm. So you can also use that one to cleanse your other crystals. You just wave it around your other crystals
1: too. When should you cr- cleanse your crystals?
0: I would say, okay, once you start using, um, pay attention to your lunar calendar. So during your full moons or a new moon, that's when you want to cleanse your crystals. Okay.
1: What about when I first get my crystals, should I like... Cleanse them. Get rid of that stored junk, like yeah. people touching them with yeah. their negative energies, hands... Cleanse that baby. Okay.
0: Okay. If you want to wave around that little wand guy, I said that you could do that. Also get some Himalayan salt and you can give it a little salt bath. Okay. Place your crystals in that Mm -hmm. and soak it for 48 hours. And I thought that was an interesting, how can you place a time limit on a crystal? Like how do you know when your bad energy is gone? That's a question I have for someone. how do you know 48 hours
1: i was told that when the crystal feels lighter in your hand yeah basically when the crystal feels lighter in your hand and you shouldn't feel so weighed down and it is heavily intuitive as well so it'll just feel like just cleansed it'll feel clean and light
0: maybe a 48 hour limit it's like just it's probably
1: yeah like you're safe with any type of like thing that you've put into that crystal at 48 hours it should be gone Uh,
0: place it in Himalayan salt water for 48 hours like I said pay attention to your lunar phases and then it's really good to charge them under the new moon or the full moon just place them on your windowsill okay give those babies a little moonlight they love it and I also thought it was interesting, some crystals call for certain routines, like that black tourmaline. Mm-hmm. Um, that one specifically wants to go into a bowl of brown rice to draw out the negativity. Interesting. So that kind of worries me a little bit. Like, what if I get 12 crystals and they all call for a different routine? Like, that worries me a little
1: hmm. bit. I think you just, I mean, I think you should... Be responsible. Be a responsible crystal owner. A lot of it is is intuitive, Mm -hmm. but you should also educate yourself before diving in.
0: Definitely look up your crystals and see if there's a specific cleansing routine for them yeah because you don't want to get stuck with a bum crystal that's just Mm -hmm. lingering around with the bag negativity right
1: that could probably have the like do the opposite for you and Mm -hmm. more harm than good
0: i think it's interesting okay so i always thought that crystals kind of stem from like ireland and i have no idea why I just always thought that's, like, where magic and stuff came from. Magic? Not like this is magic, but...
1: Yeah, no, I could see that. Like, you know, fairies and leprechauns yeah. and yeah, I rainbows. Maybe,
0: yeah. I just always thought, like...
1: I think I mean. there is. I I would be interested because none of my historical research mentioned Ireland. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's gotta be. Something over yeah, there. Yeah, the Celtic thing just seems mm-hmm. very...
0: Metaphysical. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: maybe that's something that we can look into. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have to do like a magic of the, Ireland, yeah. Of the Irelands. Yeah. the Ireland. I would like that. Episode in time, but... I did see, and I thought this was interesting, <laughs> that you could cleanse them during eclipses and different eclipses had different like effects. So a moon eclipse would give you a really strong feminine energy, if that's Ooh. what you were looking for in your crystal, and a sun eclipse would give you that masculine energy mm-hmm. and is very powerful. And it's good for if you are looking to use your crystals after cleansing to turn the page to a new chapter, an eclipse is really great, or a dramatic shift in energy
0: fun fact I read this a long time ago from like a spiritual guide person and if you want like the feminine energy that means you're looking for more of like a love and relationship bound that sort Mm -hmm. of thing in your life or needing in that life and like a a male presence is what you need when you're wanting to propel yourself further in life okay career-wise maybe I see
1: Once you get your crystals cleansed, Mm -hmm. I was just kind of interested in knowing, okay, so if you're holding a crystal, like, what is actually going on? Like, how do crystals work? The modern idea behind crystals is that crystals are formed with millions of years of pressure, heat, and therefore they carry a very high energetic value. They're full of energy from all that pressure, that heat, the very specific conditions under which they're made. And so that crystal healing talks about basically the energy relationship between the crystal, which has energy, and then the human body, which is just a lot of different energy flowing through it. So the energetic imprint of a crystal will influence your energy. So that's kind of like how it's working. And they also talk about frequencies. And I will say that i could back this up with science because I remember in some of my college classes, we would actually get out this uh, microscope and you could measure essentially the frequency of like a crystal by measuring. So like when crystals form, the atoms form in certain ways, they like have certain shapes to how the atoms fuse together. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that is a repeating shape throughout the crystal if it's pure. And so there's a certain space between each layer, I guess, of atoms. And that space, the distance, is going to tell you what color that crystal becomes because it reflects certain wavelengths of light. So light is shown in a frequency, so the frequency of the crystal would basically be what color it's kind of showing, and that's related to, I would say, what the frequency energy-wise, would be of that crystal. If you kind of believe in, you know, the metaphysical thing, like everybody has vibrations, everything kind of has a vibrational frequency. And when you combine waves, so anytime you have waves, sound waves, ocean waves, whatever, um, if you have a wave coming from this direction and a wave coming from this direction when they meet, They'll influence each other and you'll have like a new wave of a different frequency as the result. So basically your crystal energy and your body energy meet and then produce a new energy going forward. So that's kind of the idea behind the crystalline healing and how it works. Mm -hmm. I was interested just because I'm a nerd. If there was any scientific proof, like, Mm -hmm. you know, does it actually work? And the long story short is that there is not any scientific proof that crystals work, but there's no scientific proof that they don't work either. Um, there is some, there are some studies that suggest that it could just be a placebo effect, but the studies still do show that there are some effect. Mm-hmm. But essentially, there's no scientific link through science that we know today of the of like what happened versus like using a crystal. There's no link that shows anything happened, but yet some people do feel better after crystal healing. So how do you explain that? And one way that people kind of explain this is that these methods aren't really scientific, so you can't really link the results through science. Mm -hmm. It's more of a mind over matter kind of thing. And also, we've only just begun to understand the universe around us. The whole field of metaphysics is something that we don't really understand. I mean, it's philosophical, but it also involves, like, core questions to our existence. Like, what is consciousness? Mm -hmm. Like, science cannot explain what consciousness is. Mm -hmm. And so how can you explain, like, something affecting your consciousness if we can't explain what that is? So the idea is kind of, like, science actually hasn't caught up Mm -hmm. in a way to explain that yet. So just because it doesn't support it now doesn't mean that it's not a valid thing, that it doesn't actually work. Right. It just, we just can't explain it yet. Yeah. So.
0: And also, like, don't knock anyone for what they want to do. Like, just, just. Yeah.
1: If it's helping them, Yeah. what's the harm? Right. I will say that if you have, like, you know, appendicitis go to a doctor. Like, Mm -hmm. don't hold your crystal quartz over your appendix Mm -hmm. and think it's going to heal you. Mm -hmm. It's more for things that are kind of slow going, like, changes that you want to make in yourself, I would say, rather than, like, giving sight to the blind, you know? Right,
0: yeah. Like, this is more for your, um, yeah, for your mind more than it
1: is for your
0: physical body yeah.
1: I saw somebody say like if you have a heart attack go to a doctor but if your heart's broken go to a like a crystal Aww, healer I love so that. Yeah. that makes sense mm-hmm. all right but yeah do you have any like what would be a crystal your first crystal purchase what would you go and get
0: I'm really interested in the amethyst. After reading about it, I'm Mm -hmm. kind of drawn to it because it says that it can help heal like with headaches and migraines and just stress relief in general. So I I would be interested in that.
1: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it is like a, it's a pretty purple color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't really know what selenite looks like, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Just because it has so so much cleansing and purification mm-hmm. powers. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. I think you could get like that and another stone and then you could kind of like charge the stones off each it's other. It's like a portable charger. <laughs> exactly. It's the power bank. <laughs> Cute. All right. <laughs> but
0: Well, we should let them know mm-hmm. after we get our Christmas,